hi everybody this is Julissa. thank you so much everyone for coming back to my channel and if you're listening in the podcast thank you so much for being here as you can see i'm here today with my friend dial hello everyone <laughs> she's here to um talk to you guys about how she came to the feet of christ uh, i was in her house not long ago and she gave me her testimony and i thought you know we gotta share the share this with other people and maybe we can help a lot of people out there as you guys know um we believe in jesus we know jesus is the only way and i would love for you guys to hear her testimony and how she came to the feet of christ so thank you so much for doing this and being here and that's great and i just wanted to first ask you like um how did you came to the feet of christ and what did you used to believe before okay um so i actually grew up muslim um um my whole family was Muslim. I'm from originally from Nigeria. And um, in Nigeria, it's like really half and half. So 50% Muslim, 50% Christian. And then we have a little bit of like um, paganistic religions. Um, so I grew up Muslim and um, I try to be a good Muslim. My parents weren't like super religious, but they were, you know, they try to teach us like good values and you know how to be good Muslims. And I wanted to be a good Muslim. And so, um, if you don't know a lot about Islam, it's actually like um, um, five core principles. Um, the first being that um, there is no God but Allah, and uh, he has no sons, no daughters. He's just God, and he's our creator. He's not our father. So that's the first one. The second is um, be a good Muslim. You have to um, do the daily five, five daily prayers. Um, you have to at least once in your lifetime go for Hajj, which is the pilgrimage to uh, Mecca. Um, you have to pay zakat, which is kind of like a, a charity alms to help the poor. And I'm forgetting the last one. What were you saying before? You have to do what for charity? It's called zakat. So zakat. you you okay. take okay. care of like the you pay a, a percentage. It's not quite the tent, maybe two percent or something to help the poor and the needy. Oh, okay. So, um, and I don't remember, I'm blanking out on the fifth one right now. So anyway, um, those were the five daily, um, five core, we call them five pillars of Islam. Um, so like I said in the beginning, the first one is that God has no children. He's not a father, he's a creator. And in fact, we have like, um, it's called the 99 names of Allah. Uh, there's, and they're beautiful names, you know, they, they describe God as you know, benevolent and kind and merciful, and they're beautiful names. But even as a kid, I always, I always wondered why we didn't have father in that list, because I thought that that would, you know, make it more, even more awesome. So I just always had a longing in me to call God father. Mm -hmm. And when, we're not supposed to. <laughs> so anyway, that was one. And then the other thing was, so in also in Islam, it's really based on your works, um, your good works. If your good works outweigh your bad works, then you go to heaven uh, and you're always trying to make more, do more good works. It's like an incentive to go to heaven because you're building up your good works. So it's a very work-based. Um, and I was never showed my good works good enough it did enough to get me into heaven <laughs> wow. 
So, yeah. And I always wanted to know, am I going to go to heaven? Where am I going to end up when I die? I always had that question in the back of my mind. Do you remember, like, how old you were when, like, you questioned things like that? So, I don't remember when okay. I started thinking about where do, where will I go when I die? Mm -hmm. But I, I just... Yeah. Remember having that in the back of my mind, you know, and I, I grew up with a lot of like Christian friends and they were always so sure, you know, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> I'm like, well, how do you know? And how come I don't know? How come I'm not that sure, you know, but they were always so you know, certain about oh, it. And okay. when they prayed, they would always pray like Father God, you know, uh -huh. and I was like, I can't do that. You no, know? I, I really can. So how do you, I have a question, because how do you meet those Christian friends? Because for you to be... In the, you know, there's a lot of um, separation when, you know, group of people believe one thing, they want their kids to attend that church or that school. So I wonder, like, how did you, were so, allowed to be around Christians? Oh, yeah. So actually, <laughs> like I said, it's like really half and half. And okay. so the north of Nigeria is, pre is predominantly Muslim, mm -hmm. but there's still some Christians. And then the south is predominantly Christian, but there's yeah. still Muslims, like my family was. Okay. And so I grew up in the south. I'm from the south of um, Nigeria and actually my school my primary school was Catholic based oh. so I oh I, I knew how to say the Hail Mary I knew how to say what are the prayers the Lord's Prayer you know I, they oh, are the okay. so Catholic principles like... yeah okay. and and I had a lot of so yeah my neighbors some of my neighbors were Christians some of them were Muslims and you know it just it's just really mixed there's mm -hmm. no like hardcore separation that no you know uh -huh. yeah and when it comes to education parents just really want the best for their kids so you want to go to the best public schools or the best private schools and a lot of them back then anyway were catholic-based schools oh okay no that makes sense because yeah. i you know i used to when i used to go to new york a lot and i would see like the jewish neighborhood and you see they have their own supermarket their own schools yeah. and all, everything kind of like for them so when you said that you had a lot of christian friends it kind of made me wonder like how did you get to how were you allowed to yeah, do that yeah. you know believing something that is not so so who was the first person if you have like anybody who kind of led you to christ um actually they would um Good question. It's actually quite a lot. So all I've always I always heard about Jesus and I always heard the message of salvation, but I just never understood it. And in Islam too, um, Jesus is not um, the Son of God. He's not considered the Son of God. He's not considered. He's considered a prophet. Mm -hmm. So um, I always heard about Jesus, but I never understood. So you asked about how well, who were the people that yeah. there were actually quite a bit the, the three that actually stick in my mind the most were um one i went to boarding school that was quite popular a secondary school was a boarding school because the distance from the um, home to the schools was far and for your parents to drive you every day it's a lot so oh okay yeah, so we you went, went like, kind of like away for school yeah and like um do you have like other siblings with you or you just, just uh, in my school it was just me and then they oh, went to okay. different schools too yeah okay so, so that makes all of the sense yeah. that you're like the first in your family basically to go to boarding school yes to yeah. like to come to christ no actually oh. my sister oh, my younger sister, sister was, was the first oh, but yeah wow. yeah so god is <laughs> who's after the family yeah no that's amazing <laughs> so okay so you went to boarding school and, yeah. and they like teach you about Christ? No, no, didn't. So I actually took like, a, mm -hmm. if you're Muslim, you take a Islamic religious knowledge, and if you're Christian, you take a 
Christian religious knowledge. But I had a, a friend there, mm-hmm. and she was really on fire for God. And her oh. name was Victoria. I don't know if you're watching Victoria. Maybe you are. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. Um, and <laughs> and um, she always used to, you know, talk to me about she was so on fire for God. And we were maybe like 14, 15 and she always used to talk to me about, and she knew I was a Muslim, but she always, she was never afraid. I love that about her. Was never afraid. That's how you have to be. Oh my goodness. Both for Christ. Yeah. That's how you have to be. You yeah. have to share the gospel, talk to people that God puts in your path and just be bold for Jesus. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she always used to drop seeds and she always used to tell me, you know, I'm praying for you. And I remember one day she was telling me, you know, Dio, I know you're a really nice person, mm-hmm. but you, you're not going to get to heaven by your um, wow. niceness it's not enough you need jesus mm-hmm. and she was never afraid to tell me that and i had another uh, so there were a lot of committed christians born again christians in my boarding school mm-hmm. another one nanji and i'm just mentioning names in case they mm-hmm. happen to watch this or somebody knows them uh nanji and, and um soboye and they really like you know ministered to me and and it was just like by their lifestyle i, mm-hmm. I knew there was something different about them and I knew that, you know, they were mm-hmm. sincere in what they were doing, uh, in what they believed in. Let's see, so that's a good point. That's why we as Christians, we need to know how to live for Christ because people are going to look at that, right? People are going to um, see our lifestyle, see the things that we do, and they're going to say, wait a second, something is different here for this person mm-hmm. compared to like every other friend that I have. Like, why do they do that? Why do they believe that? Why how come they don't want to do these certain things that everybody else does mm. that is so popular? So that's something else that we have to always think about, right? Somebody's always looking for that Jesus. And somebody will say, like, on TV or something, they, they say, sometimes you're the only Jesus somebody would know. Mm. So you always have to remember that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one instance, one, another friend of mine, um, she, she um, back then they used to have this um, little... Christian magazines, uh, oh. I, I forget the title, but anyway, she she uh, was reading one, and I said, "Oh, can I read it after you?" So she used to give me make sure that I got mm-hmm. I got to read it after her, and that was her ma- way of ministering to me. And oh. so I, one day I was, um, and I used to read all these testimonies. I'd be like, "Wow, I I wish that would happen to me," you know. Oh, I wow. you know, I wish, and there was I remember one particular instance. I had lost my key, so we used to have to lock up our drawers. Mm-hmm. and I couldn't find my key, so I couldn't open, get into my drawer. And then we used to have to go um, get ready for evening uh, evening classes or evening prep, take a shower after your main classes and then go, and you get in trouble if you're late. So I was really trying to find it so I could get ready, and I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere. I searched everywhere for this key. And I remember that one of the stories I read in that little magazine and how somebody <laughs> had cried out to Jesus and wow. for help and and you know, that they got an answer. I was like, let me try. I said, God, I still didn't believe in Jesus then. But I said, God. um, So I said, God, I didn't say Jesus. I said, God, please help me to find this key. (laughs) And that was it. I didn't say in Jesus' name then. And then I just like, I looked throughout. I turned this whole bag upside down. Inside out, I searched it. And I put my hand inside. And that and was the key. Was the key. I was like, wow, oh amazing. my gosh. I I oh knew I'd God. search everywhere. And <laughs> and I turned the bag upside down and the key was in there. Wow. And I was like, so I was so excited to tell her, like, I know, like, <laughs> this is what happened. She was like, 
she, I, I know she must have been praying for me. So that was one instance in, in school. That's amazing. And then there was another um, major, uh, my neighbor, actually, she was also Muslim growing up. And um, she, they moved away and we moved away too eventually from that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And, but we still try to keep in touch. And then I learned that her mom passed away and I wanted to go console her. And I, I always try to explain this to when I, when I, I'm telling people, and now I actually found it where it was in the Bible, but mm -hmm. when I went to see her, cause she was always the more like, you know, excitable. So I thought she was going to be like all over the place cause she just lost her mom. But there was just like a piece about her and it was like mm -hmm. almost something that I could smell. Something different, see? <laughs> and and um, I was like, and I just knew, I just knew she'd become a Christian. I just uh -huh. knew, like back then I could tell when somebody was born again, wow. spirit filled, I could just tell by something about them was almost like they had a smell. Like, oh, wow, that's and, amazing. I never heard that before. So I, actually, it's actually in the Bible. It says that <laughs> we are a fragrance of life. Oh, so, wow. um. I just, I just knew, and she was just this piece about her, and I was so, and I asked her, so when did you become like a, a Christian? And she was like, how did you know? I didn't tell you. She, cause she didn't want to tell me, cause she knew that I was like trying to be like a really good Muslim. So she didn't tell me anything. She was like, how did you know? How did she you was know? respecting like what you believe in. Exactly. Wow. So, um, so that was that, and then she, she had become a Christian, really on fire, born again wow. Christian. Her stepbrother had led her to her, her and her little brother to oh, Christ and um she was um he was actually the one that was telling me you know like all your righteousness is like filthy rags at one point mm -hmm. and I'm like what it's not just rags it's like filthy rags it's like yeah it's like filthy rags you need Jesus and that was actually the turning point when I started to think wait I started to get so convicted I couldn't even like do my daily prayers wow. anymore also back to where the, the verse was it's in I think it's in first or second Corinthians the, the, the smell that it says wow. we're a fragrance of life to those being saved <laughs> we're a, a fragrance of life I, I, you said Corinthians? it's in definitely Corinthians I think it's in, in, in the second Corinthians it's in the early second Corinthians three or something because I'm like I gotta read that for my <laughs> for my YouTube channel <laughs> That's amazing. So, you know, can you, like, you said back then you used to see that a lot? I, I could just tell if somebody was like, like, and they would never say a word and I could wow. just tell. And, and now it's, it's discerning of spirits for sure. Yeah. So For we are a fragrance, Second Corinthians 2, 15. We're a fragrance of, of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. See, that's amazing. So, Second so Corinthians 2, 15. So we got it. Wow, that's amazing. But um, but I'm saying like, I wonder, like, do you can you tell now? Like, no. So after I became born again, <laughs> I couldn't tell. Now, no. Now, after that was before, but after I got born again, I couldn't, I couldn't tell like right away. I had to. No. That's amazing. But yeah, going back to like you said, you saw like peace. Yeah, there was just like this piece that, and it was almost like, like I said, something I could smell. And I tried to explain that to people until I found it. Mm -hmm. And that's also part of this, um, like what made me really believe in, in Jesus, what mm -hmm. I believe now, because so growing up Muslim would always been taught that, you know, 
that the Bible isn't the accurate word of God because it has so many translations. It's been changed so many times. It's a lot of, so always take it with a pinch of salt. That's what mm -hmm. we're taught. Um, and that the Quran was like the final authoritative word of God. So I always believe that uh, the Bible is not it's, uh, it's just fake news, kind mm -hmm. of like, you know, it's not all true, whatever. It's a lot of man's opinion. But it was stuff like this that I was, you know, I, like nobody told me this, nobody mm -hmm. taught me this, but I was finding it. So anyway, um, and then I had another neighbor and she was a, a bit older than me and she was actually in college while I was still in high school or she'd finished college. And she was actually the one that led me through the prayer to prayer. Cause I told her, you know, she used to be Muslim too. And she, and, um, she prayed with me and I was like, I really don't know what I'm doing, but okay. And she was like, <laughs> yes, you, you, you're born again now. So, but I didn't tell my parents. So I didn't tell anybody. Were you afraid to tell your parents? I was, I was. And I didn't know actually my sister was going through the same thing at about the same time, but she didn't tell me either. So Where we didn't. Was she like in another school? Or? She, she went to another school, but oh. at that time we were on a break, but we didn't tell each other we were going through, wow, you know, this. And <laughs> so and I don't know exactly when, but I know she did it years ago, but then we kind of convinced her that, you know, it's all fake, you know, Islam is the way. And then she became a Muslim again, but then she definitely got saved before me. She was definitely the forerunner in that in that sense. Um, so you said she actually went back to believing? Yeah, because we kind of, I guess we kind of coerced and bullied her into becoming a Muslim again. Oh, yeah. Okay. So well, I mean, I, I can understand, like, if the whole family, especially your, your mom and dad. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I can understand why you might think, you know, it, it takes a lot. Um, I mean, once you believe in God, Right, God does the work. But I'm saying, like, somebody who has the whole family believing in one thing and be like, okay, now, you know, I found the truth mm -hmm. and your family still doesn't believe, it takes, I'm sure it's hard. Yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah. a lot of pressure, you know, and yeah. that. especially you, you might be seeing, like, why are you coming to change what we believe for you? Exactly. And yeah. especially if you, it's almost like you're rejecting them. And that's what it felt like for my mm -hmm. parents. They thought I was rejecting, that mm -hmm. we were rejecting them, we were rejecting everything that they've taught us. Yes. Okay. So that was really hard, actually. So and, and you guys had a conversation, sorry, with, like with your family about it? Um, not, so the, the way they found out was actually, uh -huh. um, yeah, so I didn't tell them. I was mm -hmm. I'd stayed for almost a month and I wasn't telling anybody. Wow. I was like just trying to read the Bible by myself. I wasn't going to church because I was scared to go to church. I was scared to tell anybody. To go to like the Christian church, right? Uh, yeah, okay. And so they found that actually my mom found out because um, another one of my neighbors that was a Muslim um, was now uh, born again, and his mom was upset. And then she told my mom that you know my your daughter is doing the same thing. She's now so my mom came home that day. She was really really upset, and she yeah it wasn't pretty at all. Oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say wow. what happened, but it was not pretty. Oh my goodness. Um, but that was, you know, and I was pretty new, mm -hmm. my sister too, you know, and that was the time you have to decide, do I believe, is this what I believe, is this worth it? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember a lot of my, some of the friends I mentioned earlier, um, we started college and, and they were praying for me. And I remember one time I was crying. I don't want to cry right now, but, um, 
because like I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is worth it because it was really, you know. Oh, wow. And um, they were. I remember. I would never forget it. He said, "You know, there's going to come a point." <laughs> And I never forget that, that everything you read is going to test you. Do you really believe that? Everything you read in the Bible, do you really believe that? And I just thank God for them. Thank God for their prayers. Um, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I remember I was one point I said, you know, I'm done. I'm not going to be a Christian. I'm not going to be a Muslim. I'm just going to. You said that after finding out. After I became, uh, yeah, after I started going through all the stuff with my family, mm-hmm. with my parents, I'm like, I'm not going to be anybody. I just yeah. pray that I don't die. Was it like, um, was it like the pressure from being like to getting that type of um, feedback from your family? Like, did you thought about like, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to feel being like, not like not rejectable, like not welcome or look. Right, like right. A certain way because yeah. I believe in this now, and yeah. now they probably hate me. Yeah, yeah. So that that was the pressure of it. Yeah, wow. yeah, and so you were saying like you you know you're done. Yeah. You actually said I don't want to do that. Anymore. Yeah, I said I'm not going to be a Muslim and I'm not going to be a Christian because I don't know which way is right way now. So okay. I'm just going to leave and pray I don't die in the middle of you know you know, um, and. I remember there was another girl, I wasn't close to her, but she ended up being like really my spiritual mentor. And mm-hmm. she used to lead like a, um, I guess like a college youth group kind of thing mm-hmm. on campus. She was, and she, she'd just come to meet me and she said, oh, Dio, I heard you've been going through a lot. I want you to know I'm praying for you. And wow, it was amazing. like, my heart just like melted. And I'm like, okay, I got to <laughs> talk to her. So I went in and I talked to her and I said, you know, and she just asked me, do you want to get spirit filled? I was like, that, that, you can do that? I don't need to be in church tonight. She was like, yes, it's just for the asking. And then she prayed with me and she was like, okay, now you got it. I was like, what? what? Really? Nothing happened. I don't feel any different. She was like, you got it. I was like, okay. So then she said, just go and pray. So then um, I went and said, okay, I guess I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I, started, I know. And I started saying, okay. She's, and I said, hmm. I felt so stupid, like the first time praying in tongues. I was like, I'm making this up, you know, this is so silly. Yeah, I was, tongues, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was gonna stop, but then all of a sudden, I was like, I started feeling like something like coming off from my belly, Amazing. and and wow. whoosh, I was like, okay, I'm not making this up. My brain doesn't think this fast. All the words that were coming, I, I, I can't. So you started speaking tongues. Yeah, after she yeah, and oh, but wow. she, it wasn't that right there. Yeah, you know, I went away to pray, and then. Uh-huh. Was, and then the, the, the a scripture that out of his belly shall flow rivers of living yeah. water, that's the verse that came to my head, yeah. my mind. And I was like, I can't be making this up. My mind doesn't think that fast, really. <laughs> and and I've never been drunk before. I, never, I don't drink, so I've never been drunk before. But that night I felt like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm on high. <laughs> um, Were you by yourself? I was by myself, but then I was like, almost like staggering i was just oh, there's wow. so much joy and <laughs> and amazing. my roommates were like what is wrong with you today <laughs> they, they knew there was something i was like i don't know <laughs> i felt like i was drunk i was drunk in the spirit but um yeah so uh, back to the bible knowing that the bible is the word of god mm-hmm. um 
after I got saved all the time, um, I was I, I would find myself praying. Again, I wasn't going to church. I, nobody was teaching me this stuff. And I was praying one day, and I was just like, Father. I was like, oh, my gosh. I can call him Father now. Wow. I can call him Father now. And it felt like, you know, mm-hmm. if I said that before, then I always feel like so fake or so condemned, like I'm not supposed to do this. But I called him Father when I was praying. And I saw it, I was reading the Bible, and and it was in Romans 8 that he gives us the spirit of adoption, mm-hmm. whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is so cool, and this is real. So I think that was God's way of, you know, showing me that the Bible is real, mm-hmm. that the Bible can be trusted, that it is the word of God. And then another time, you know, up to this time, all I was praying was, thank you, God. Thank you so much. Thank you for saving me. Thank you that mm-hmm. I can call you Father. I was so excited I could yeah. call him Father because that was always ingrained in me. I think mm-hmm. that was one way he was using all of those years to just draw me into his kingdom. You were longing for that, to like to be able to call him Father. You were longing for that. Yeah. And don't you love, like in the Bible, like Jesus said, you know, how they ask him, how should we pray? And he said, and I love saying that prayer yeah. because that's what Jesus said. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The Heavenly Father. And it's, it's like, it's not like, you know, I think a lot of, even like, even when we become Christians, we don't, we tend to see God more as like a, a master or, you know, we don't, we get into like that servant mentality and God is like, you're my son, you're my child, you mm-hmm. know, like even the prodigal child, the prodigal son, mm-hmm. he was a son, but he says, oh, I'm going to tell my dad, I want to be, I'm going to be like your servant now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you're my son. And then the older one, the oldest brother was like, um, you know, I've been working with you this whole time. He also had a servant mentality. I've been working with you. And the father said, you're my son. Everything I have is yours. Mm-hmm. You could have just asked for it, you know. Wow. I never thought about that the the other son was thinking the same way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then God is like, "You're my son. You, I'm your father." So anyway, then then it was another one I want to share this about the Bible. Um, so I was praying. Um, so that was after Father God, and then that day I was just like sighing. I was like, I just kept sighing. I was like, Why am I sighing? I'm not sad. I'm really not sad. I'm really actually quite happy. And I just kept like <laughs> sighing. Thank God. Yeah. I, I was just sighing. I was like, why am I sighing so much? And then I read it. And again, it was in Romans 8. It says, um, the Holy Spirit prays with, with groans and with sighs. And I was like, oh my gosh, it is real. You know, this this Bible That's must amazing. be real, you know. And and then um and had another, I didn't know her, but she wrote in a book. She was Muslim too, and mm-hmm. she'd um, become Christian. And a lot of, not for me back then, but a lot of Muslims, when they become, this God speaks to them through dreams. That happens oh. for a lot of Muslims. Because um, that's one way to hear from God, okay. through their dreams. And in this book, the woman, uh, she was a Muslim, and she said, like, like, um, Jesus, I think it was, she said it was Jesus that came into the room and there was a bottle of perfume and he lifted the cup, the wow. top up and the perfume flowed. So I think it's, I think it's, and she mentioned in that book too, the same scripture about the, the fragrance of life. Yeah. Second Corinthians 2.15. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, so God was just teaching me then that, you know, yeah, the Bible is trustworthy mm-hmm. and it's true because nobody was teaching me this stuff, you know, it was wow. the Holy Spirit. And so after I got saved with the whole, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, that was a whole, or the game changer. And now I knew, you know, 
now I knew and there's no going back and this is it. <laughs> no, yeah. that's amazing. So I feel like we should do like part two because we're almost running out of time here. <laughs> so we'll come back with part two. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching in the podcast. Thank you. God bless you. And listening in the podcast. <laughs> God bless. <laughs>